It's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. How's dry January going for you? I go, I go the opposite. Like I don't do the health thing. Oh yeah! I like I. You know me. I'm a contrarian by nature. I was thinking this morning as I'm getting all the coupons from the fast food places in the mail because they're like, hey, I know that a lot of people are gonna be dieting, but we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you two sausage sandwiches for five bucks. I'm like, sign me up, man. Take February off. Yeah, I, 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 you know. Oh, I'm doing dry January. I just want to slap you people. I, you're just doing it because you're such a follower. Don't you feel like a follower? Don't you feel like somebody who just gives up and just follows? Just, uh, yeah, I lose a little respect for people that tell me they're doing dry January. Not because I'm a big, you know, pusher of the alcohol, just because I feel like you only do it because it's trendy or whatever. It's not even trendy anymore. 60, 62% of Americans... Uh, say they drink alcohol. All right, seventy nine percent of people who make over a hundred grand a year drink, compared to fifty two percent of people that make less than forty grand. Yeah, because we can afford it. That's why. Damn it. Seventy four percent of college grads drink, versus fifty six percent of non grads. So apparently, people that um, are college educated and make a little bit more money tend to drink more does that mean they have more stress or they just i don't know i have no idea i have no idea i tell you what though we've started off 2024 um i i am gonna cut back i've decided on Why? these marathon days well where i'm drinking 10 fine. to 15 beers i i could probably drink a few waters in there maybe get her down to eight you know i mean we're and we're talking over the course of an afternoon you know like from like on Saturday, you have to, for example, I got to get up what and, you're trying to get. You're going to have to gradually go down. You can't just right. go to from fifteen to eight. No, I think There's you can. I think what you do is, you know, now I I don't do this every Saturday, but it's becoming more of a habit. Uh, hanging out with friends, uh, you know, get up in the morning, have a have a clam digger. It's a Bloody Mary at nine o'clock, and then and then go to beer and drink beer uh, until uh, five o'clock, and then. Uh, and then have dinner. <laughs> you know, I've never said it out loud before. It sounds like I have a problem. But here's the thing. Yeah. I do it responsibly. All right. I wasn't operating any machinery or anything. But I was like, you know what? Instead of going to the cooler every time and grabbing another Coors Light, and I'm just drinking light beer, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll grab a water every second or third beer. And just so you all know, I've... Now, it sounds like a meeting. Hi, my name is Jeremy, and I drink 15 Coors Lights on Saturdays. <laughs> I don't drink during the week, except for on Tuesdays yes, you do. when on I dart have darts. Yeah. yeah, but I haven't had dart night, and uh, it's going to start back up, though. But, okay, so I drink on the week. I drink on Saturdays, sometimes a little on Sundays, and on Tuesdays. But Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I don't drink. I do drink. Wednesday morning. I do drink Wednesday Friday. morning, I'm just going to tell you that... Uh I take three days. Um, I, I feel very hurt by you, and I feel very uh, yeah. I've you, done you something to hurt you. I've hurt you, your you feelings. Feel my, you hurt my feelings on Wednesday morning. So now you have something that something else to talk about at the meeting. Yeah, uh, my my coworkers say I I really hurt their feelings on Wednesday mornings. That's when I knew I had a problem. 
<laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm angry or mean on Wednesday I'm morning? I'm just trying to give you. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. When does when does the season start back up? I know you guys are on a hiatus right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, tonight we're getting together um, because the season starts a week from today. So preseason. Uh, yeah, tonight we're just doing a little. Hey, let's get together, get the team together, let's throw Practice. some darts, and you know, um, and there will be there will be beer consumed. I did will you switch you. teams this uh, this season? I did. did I, you, I I you I improved. I that's what I don't like about the nature of the uh, the sport that you, the sport. I say that in air quotes. It's a competition. I don't know if it's because, a sport. Um, it is. It is one where uh, there's. A, it's like NCAA football. The transfer portal's always open. <laughs> yes. Well, I played with that team for three seasons. Okay. So you know, I mean, it wasn't like. And then I had a friend who had been a friend for a long time, and he said, "Hey, would you want to play on my dart team with me and a couple other people?" And he, I said, "Yeah, I could play with you guys." So I let my old team know that I'm not going to be playing. And uh, they seem to be okay with it. Now, they're not going to play. They're not going to put a team out this year, this season, which makes me feel bad. But they could have totally replaced me. Um, so, yeah. So now, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to be as good as that 16-year-old kid with that fat belly and the pizza. Did you see him over the weekend throwing the steel tip no. darts? I think I told you about him, right? He, he's the best in the world. They take their darts. He's the best in the world, and, and and he's a, he's a kid. He's and sixteen. He pizza. Yeah, oh. why? Because he's the only one sober out there. Big drinking sport darts. <laughs> Even the champions do it. <laughs> no problem. If they're of legal so. age, I don't think oh, okay. so. I don't think so. Not when you're throwing metal steel tab darts. I don't think. I think drinking with a weapon in your hand like that. I throw the plastic ones. You know, barely touches the board. Downloading a new day. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Guess what I got for Christmas? And I think I'm going to become really good at it. Because I've been wanting one for a while. I just never wanted to pull the trigger. This is like, this is what makes a good Christmas gift, right? Cornhole set. Oh, nice. Got a, got a cornhole set. I'm cornhole. excited to get that thing out. But, you know, the weather. <laughs> What's wrong that with has true seasons. Eh, it's a little cold out right now. Oh I don't like God. bringing stuff in and packing it up. I want to leave it what out. Happy to like, be so tough. You're so you're such a wimp now. For God's sake, it's I, not well, that no, cold. Because if I leave it outside, if I leave it outside, the weather will affect it. Oh no, you got to bring it's, it in. It's supposed to rain this. Don't weekend. you have a shed in the backyard or something or somewhere? I do. Stuff? I there do. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just. It's just the the whole thing is I forget to pack up. Like you're like, oh, it's my car and all that. You're like, all right, we're gonna go outside eat dinner, and then other things happen, and then all of a sudden you forget that the cornhole was left out overnight, and then you, it starts raining. How many? This how many, happened to me when I was many, painting. What are you over drinking? Fifteen beers? <laughs> I had no. I'm not drinking any beers. This happened to me over the weekend, though. I I got the, I, I I had the roller brushes for the painting, you know, and I got the tips, and I you know you wear out, you wash them out, and then you put them outside to dry out, so you could reuse them, right? So I, I'm in there and I'm painting away, and then all of a sudden I hear because I have the the windows masked because I'm using a sprayer as well. I have the windows all taped up and everything like that. I hear and I see beads of water on the window. And I'm like, what the hell? I didn't even know it was supposed to rain. It rained on Saturday. God, what a what a horrible place this is with all its rain and its cold How hard is it to pick up a cornhole set, by the way? It's two boards and some bean bags. I mean, how hard is that? I just will forget, just like I did. It's not hard to pick up three little brushes either as they're drying out. But you know what? The rain, I forgot. 
I wake up the next morning. They're right by the downspout. They're soaking wet. I was like, well, that was pointless. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome to 2024. Mindless entertainment. Sing your highest note, Jeremy. <laughs> And it can only be Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. So, um, Daily Mail went ahead and uh, published a story about the origins of the Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers fallout. Apparently, back when Rodgers was hoodwinking uh, his teammates and the NFL into thinking that he was vaccinated, but really he was... uh, What did he um, say he was back then? He was... Inoculated. You got to get inoculated. <laughs> he was inoculated. And the media is so stupid that they bought into it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. He said he's inoculated. Okay. Oh, what the hell does uh, that well, mean? No. Everything's fine. And then when he got COVID, then uh, he was suspended for 10 games and everybody was like, I mean, 10 days. Not suspended. He was just he was put on medical leave for 10 days and and fantasy football managers probably were the first to take note when they're like what do you mean he can't play other players have played like well technically he never got the vaccination and everybody was mad at at aaron Rodgers, including jimmy kimmel and jimmy kimmel went on to um be very critical see the problem was during that period of time nobody was watching late night tv because it was all these guys sitting in their home office that's doing their show and it was unwatchable yeah, it was really because they would sit there and they would tell their jokes and there would not be that audience. canned audience yeah, response. Yeah. So so then you would just be like, God, this is this is kind of gross to watch, to be honest with you. But maybe Aaron Rodgers has reason to be happy if Jimmy Kimmel's name ever came out on that list. Because I'm just trying to look at this from a legal standpoint, because Jimmy Kimmel last week said, you know, don't insinuate that I was on that island, because if you do, I'm going to sue your ass because you're causing problems for my my family. Um, This is where um, maybe Aaron Rodgers has been holding on to stuff. For a long time, because I, w- I think Aaron Rodgers would be able to have a countersuit based on the fact, knowing now what we know about the vaccines, it didn't matter either way. If you got a vaccinated or not, you're still going to catch COVID, right? So Aaron Rodgers was actually right. He was actually right about the vaccination. Yeah. It's effectiveness. Jimmy Kimmel was wrong, but he was in a glass house casting stones or an office in his L.A. mansion. Jimmy Kimmel was no different than you or I or anybody else back in the day. We were all just kind of flying blind through this thing. We didn't know what was going on. We had these different talking heads from, you know, from Fauci to the news to everything else saying, do this, do this, do this. And then we found out, well, no, it didn't matter. Hold on a second. This is what he said back in 21, November of 21. Um after the whole Aaron Rodgers coronavirus thing took place. He goes, the only thing worse than not getting vaccinated when you're in close proximity with other people, his teammates, is letting them think you're vaccinated when you're not. It's basically the COVID equivalent of the condom fell off. So he was very critical of Aaron Rodgers. I think I read that, by the way, somewhere. So, yeah, that's people are now talking about that. Yeah, he said, the fact of the matter... 
J- Dr. Jimmy Kimmel. This is Dr. Jimmy Kimmel, okay? The fact of the matter is the risk of dying from COVID is 11 times higher if you are not vaccinated. See, the weird thing for me is here he is, is the sh- host of the, was it the Tonight Show? What show does he do? It's not the CBS show. It's the, is it the ABC show? Whatever show Jimmy it is. Jimmy Kimmel Live. I think it's Jimmy Kimmel Live, but yeah. it's recorded. So. Yeah. So anyways, but here he is. He's a comedian, right? And he was a comedian and he used to be a great comedian. He's a very funny guy. I really liked a lot of his stuff. And here he is, instead of making fun of something like comedians do or poking fun at people, which is fine. You want to poke fun at uh, Aaron Rodgers for that? Fine. But he was like getting all like serious and like he was going to make it. I don't know. It was just weird. It was uncomfortable. Not funny, right? Yeah, no, it wasn't funny. Yeah, that's my thing. He wasn't trying to make it funny. He was trying to say, like, he was, you know. Was he, his show sponsored by Pfizer, too? It must have been. <laughs> it's so weird. Because, I mean, why Why anybody in, in Kimmel's position would feel comfortable going out there and saying, the fact of the matter is the risk of dying from COVID is 11 times higher if you are not vaccinated. This it, is a dumb conversation, but you'll never uh, guess who this whack packer point is, is getting his medical advice from because I guess he had a conversation with Joe Rogan. If he was Carson, or if it was Carson or Letterman, and I realize he's not those two people, but he's doing that job. If it was those two at this time, how would they have handled that situation? It would have been different. It would have been funny or they would have moved past it, but it would have at least been funny or tried to be funny. And yeah. So anyways, and why, why is Jimmy Kimmel like think so high of himself? Like he, I don't know. That well, that's of- what famous people do, right? Famous people get that fame and then they feel like they are uh, from a position to preach. You know, I mean, you're what's ironic about position. this is you got a football player who's actually funnier than the comedian that hosts the Jimmy Kimmel show. Oh, a lot funnier <laughs> and quirky, super duper quirky. Like the stories of Aaron Rodgers are the quirkiest stories. Maybe that, like losing a take cave. his job. Yeah, <laughs> I would much rather watch Aaron Rodgers think- do that show than Jimmy Kimmel. Aaron Rodgers podcast is inevitable once he retires, right? Oh, it's sure. inevitable. Sure. And I might listen to that podcast. It might be a little weird and wacky and out there. It is but because I he's really dry. He just, he just doesn't care. He's got this I don't give a crap attitude. He's so laid back. <laughs> but if you actually listen to what he says, he's a pretty funny guy. Right? Uh, Regardless if you think he's a great football player or not, he's a pretty funny guy. I'd want to hear Aaron Rodgers' episode on Arthur Smith getting fired after he goes after. Oh God, why can't uh, what, why, why can't I remember the guy's name now? The the head coach uh, for Atlanta, the Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen. Uh, Arthur Smith goes after Dennis Allen um, after they score a garbage time touchdown and kick their ass forty eight to seventeen. He goes after him. He yells at him after the game. You could read his lips. There's F words being said. Then he walks away a lot. It was less, a lot less, uh, you know. For people that didn't see it, it was the end of the game. They were getting their ass kicked. They lined up to kneel it, but they ran it in, right? And he got pissed about yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean. Dennis Allen effectively got Arthur Smith fired, which was kind of stupid for Dennis Allen because I'd want to keep the guy around for another year. Obviously, he's not that good. I could, I could continue to kick his ass with all his good players. Right, but now he's you got your division guy. Now they're going to get a competent coach in there, and you've 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 done you've done yourself a disservice with the New Orleans Saints moving forward. Forty-eight to seventeen, he yells at the coach. Then the owner calls him up and says, "Yeah, that's a bad look for the franchise. Congratulations, you're fired." <laughs> 
Do you think Dennis Allen is worried for his life at the hands of Arthur Smith? I don't think it, not with Arthur Smith. <laughs> because the party never stopped. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Why is it that today we don't have commercials like we did when we grew up? 70s, 80s. Um, you know, we were talking to, was it Whitney last week about hams, the beer refreshing water? And she's like, is that a Washington beer? I'm like, no, that was a Rainier was the Washington beer. Remember the Rainier commercial? Rainier beer. And it was a motorcycle driving up a swerve uh, driving road towards, towards the mountain yeah. towards the mountain now i guess yeah. if you didn't live in washington i don't know if you saw that commercial even though rainier was distributed throughout the country but um was it at the time or was it just a regional beer when we were kids i think it I was distributed everywhere okay yeah i mean i don't i don't know because i lived there and i was too young to drink it but my mom sure drank it and maybe everybody drank it because it was the beer to drink there now she drinks bud light and she dresses like a boy. But um, remember this one? It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Do you remember who, who commercial this was for? Yeah, Oscar Mayer. Oh, I love to eat it every I can spell. day. If you ask me why I'll say, because Oscar <laughs> Mayer has a way. That's true. I bought this one. Let me guess. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Band-Aid? Yes, yes. Nice job. That wasn't the game. My point is, they used to have great commercials that would stick with you in your head. And nowadays, I I can't think of any commercials that really stick out anymore. Because I think people, people aren't willing to make the leap. I will tell you this, though. Okay. Is if you could get a jingle for your business... It sticks. Like my kids. Yes. And it's funny. When, See, they got rid of this commercial, and they started closing restaurants all over the place. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> my best friend's son uh, was uh, in his adolescence in the, uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And um, he would always go around singing that. I want my baby back, baby, baby back, baby, baby back. I want my baby back, baby, back, baby. My son sings jingles all the time. And it, it uh, what was, or, or, and he also says slogans too. Okay. What is the one? What is the one for Toyota? He, he says that one all the time. I don't know that one. What is Toyota's slogan right now? He says it all the time, and I just laugh. But slogan isn't like the song. Once you can take the slogan and add it to a song, it makes it super... Give me a slogan you remember. Memorable. Uh, I think a Home Depot. You can build it, we can help. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a great one, because that's exactly what they do. I mean, it's simple. My son son is, yeah, my son is a little... I think he's going to be a marketing person, because he said to me the other day... He goes, he goes, talk about getting a different car. 
And uh, and he's like, you should get a Toyota because then we can go places. Because <laughs> they're so good. They're so good. Just let's go places. Oh, my God. <laughs> fall over laughing? Yes. So funny what like, kids pay attention to. <laughs> you don't have to settle for a cup of joe to kickstart your day. When you can shift into high gear. Right here. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KCOZ. How pathetic can some people be? I went wine tasting for the first time recently. That's a big thing to do here in California. I uh, I drove home drunk from the winery, actually. Because there's something about wine tasting that just makes you feel invincible. The cop pulled me over. He was like, excuse me, sir. Your breath smells like wine. I was like, no. It smells like cherry and a hint of oak. <laughs> switch me around. Switch me around. You got to let me breathe. Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KCOC. <laughs> so, uh, Dan Aykroyd, apparently he's a wine connoisseur. Um, like you. Yeah. I mean, I, he's got money, though. Because he had a case of Chateau. I don't know what year it was. I wish they would have put that in there, but they didn't. But he had a case of Chateau Margot. It was $900 a bottle. So you do the math, that's over $10,000 in wine. His daughter's what? in high school. Why is that over $10,000 in wine? There's 12 bottles. 12 times 9. Oh, okay. Okay. So anyways, uh, well, I'll let him explain it here. Take a listen. I had a case of Chateau Margot. That's 900 bucks a bottle. Yeah. My daughter, Danielle, who was in high school at the time, and she had a little party, drank it all. A cold case. The Chateau Margot? A whole whole case, gone. Oh, that is such a beautiful wine. Even today, I can make a cringe when I mention it. Oh. (laughs) But I still mention it every time I have the chance. It's called good parenting. Did you say 12 times 900 is over $12,000? No, I said over 10,000. Okay. Uh, 10,800. So, I've been. I was lucky enough to go over there once. Got to go to the winery. I was also lucky enough that we knew somebody, this lovely gentleman. I don't know the name of his winery, but his name is Guillaume in Paso Robles. And he knew Robert. He, he's from. He's from Robert Guillaume. That Benson? area. Is he? Is he like? Is he? Was he Benson on the uh, sitcom Benson? No, I said from, he lives in Paso Robles. He, he has a winery. His name's Guillaume. Anyways, he yeah, knew Robert, somebody at Sh- Robert Guillaume. Okay, no, not the same person. <laughs> okay. He knew somebody who worked there. Underrated so sitcom, by the way, Benson. He I'm set telling up you right something. Now. I know this does not resonate with the wine people you're trying to reach right now by your vast knowledge of Chateau Mar- Marmot or whatever. What is it? Margot. You don't have to sound like an Chateau, idiot. Chateau sound, Margot. Yeah, you're not pretentious Margot, if you know what Chateau Margot. Margot. It's only one of Margot the most Ritter? legendary wineries in the, in the world. But anyway. Margot Kidder. It's Margot Kidder. She was on Taxi. Came out at the same time as uh, as Benson, by the way. Good one. What's Benson? Benson was Benson was the butler for the politician. Uh, it was Robert Guillaume. I know what Benson He was the butler. I'm just but Benson ran the game, whole operation. I don't have the patience. See, he was just the butler, but he ran the whole <laughs> operation of the governor's mansion. Oh, see, I don't remember because I was too young for that. <laughs> show but yeah and uh and margot kidder was uh superman's love interest in uh superman one two and anyways i was just trying to say i got to go there and taste the wine one time and it was just a taste 
very, very good. Very expensive. So, was bringing up this dumbass of the day just uh, uh, proof positive uh, that you're well connected in the wine community? Is that what this is all about? We already know that. Everybody knows that. So, <laughs> anyways, I was not anymore. I'm retired from that game, but I still like to. I love drinking Paso Robles, San Luis Obispo. I love drinking Central Coast wine. And if anybody throws me a little French wine, even nice. Go give, ben, nice. go give Benson a watch. I don't yeah. know if it's streaming anywhere. It's yeah, an older I, sitcom. I'm not going to watch that. Benson's a great one. That shows And then you'll be like, I wonder if Robert Guillaume is is related to my friend Guillaume. I can't watch shows where the help is a black man that's racist. I'm not supporting that. Oh, so you know that much about the sitcom? I, I told you. I, that's all I need to know. If I get caught watching that, come on. Can you imagine what they'll say about me on Facebook and Instagram? He ran the Snapchat. whole operation, dude. He ran the whole he, operation. Sick, he told Anyways, um, boy, what would you do if your kids destroyed something over $10,000? Irresponsibly. I mean, like how, having- did, how did Dan Aykroyd get it? I'm guessing he's like you, just this bum that throws his name around, and 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 then and then people give him wine. I don't think so. Not Chateau Margot. They they don't need Dan Aykroyd or anybody else. You got to taste it, didn't you? I got to go there. I got to take a taste out of a bottle. One taste, not a glass, not a half a glass. I got a taste, and it always pissed me off that I didn't ask for a. Can I revisit that, please? That's what you say, by the way. When you go to a winery and you really like the wine, maybe it's the expensive stuff, and you're like, may I revisit that wine, please? I didn't do that because I'm a big wuss. Wish I would have. Over $10,000, almost $11,000. What do you do when your kids destroy something like that? Because they're having a party. I'm sure he's got a lot of money. What is Dan Aykroyd's net worth? Yeah, but this wine, oh, who knows? That'd be tough. That's a what, hard you, one to replace. They don't make more? The place doesn't make yeah, more? Yeah, but not that vintage. There's only so much of that vintage. That may have been a great vintage. I mean, not every year is as good as the year before or after. You know what I mean? Like certain vintages, you really know? everything comes together. The weather, the climate. If you were the, worth $250 million, would you care about $10,000 worth of Yes, I still juice? would. I still would. Because this is grape juice, bro. Because if I $250 million, dollars, you would never know it. You'd say like, "Oh, there's a night. There's a guy who drives a nice truck. Look at that. He looks like he's got a, a second home. But other than that, he wears Levi's just like me and Costco T-shirts. I would still you buy ever my wear a black suit. I would still a black buy suit, my black clothes tie at Costco. and shades and 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 jump up on stage and sing no, blues songs. No, I would never do that. Play a harmonica from time to time. Yeah, I w- well, I would do whatever I'm doing. So, anyways, congratulations to Dan Aykroyd's daughter." For blowing through over ten thousand dollars in wine for your stupid and it's high in the school past, friends. man. You act like this just happened. <laughs> Congratulations. It's in the past. You're Jeff and Jeremy's Dumbass of the Day. <laughs> it's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy Podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute friendly podcast.